It is Monday, October 9th. It is in the weeds. I am Jeremy Lambert. That is not Joel Pearl. Thank God. That is SP3. We are here to recap the weekend in wrestling and get everybody excited for the week in wrestling, which it's a big week in wrestling. Big Tuesday. Anyway, I don't know if anything else is happening this week, but a big Tuesday in wrestling. SP3, how you doing, buddy? Hello, everyone. The Fightful Substitute teacher is here. It's a Monday, and your teacher is sick. Yeah, he has the Canadian flu, so I am here to step in as always. They already gave me the keys. They just won't give me a job. It is SP3. I just noticed Joel Pearl got the date wrong on this video, so... God, he, he's not even here <laughs> yesterday's date. and he's screwing up what are we what are we doing andrew zarian was trying to be kind to him on friday of like i got one person who does all the copy and he's making a bunch of typos getting the date wrong and stuff and joel is like patting himself on the back that he did such a good job and then he's not here and so he just half asses it and then he uh he messes up the date <sighs> this is why he's fired for the day and he won't be back. He's fired for the day. No, no, yeah. no. Of course, Joel, I, I hope he's uh, feeling better because I know Joel actually watches this stuff back. He even watches my stuff. He's a fan of AE Ramble, unlike Jeremy, who doesn't take my suggestions to watch stuff. I don't watch anything. I watch absolutely now, now, nothing. If you if you rewatched uh, the spotlight last week, now I have to watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia to prove a point to you that you listen to your friends when they suggest shows to you. So since Steven Jensen suggested I watch it, I'm actually going to watch it this week. That's a good show, Always Sunny. I do watch that. Not on. You know, it was 16 seasons. I was like, yeah. what the hell? I was like, that's that's like all my children level. They've been going on for a while. Bless them. It's still it's still good though. Like they still do uh still do good good stuff, funny episodes. Jensen always gets mad when AEW runs over because it cuts into his always sunny time. He was like, no overrun this week, Tony. Well, he didn't have to worry about it this week. I I think always sunny's out of season now anyway, but he didn't have to worry about this week. Uh NXT's on or AEW's on Tuesday this week. There you go. So. There you go. It works out. Guys, we're going to be joined by Ricky Chino here shortly. He said 10.05. It's already 10.05. He's late. That's how it goes with the He's on Chino. CP time. He's been hanging out with me too long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ricky Chino is going to be joining us uh, to talk about WWE Fastlane. He was there. He was in attendance for WWE Fastlane. We'll talk about that press conference. And He is the sir. If you've seen the video of Do You Feel Him, Sir? Yeah, do You Feel the Him, Sir? The sir. And the sir who, who had the... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was because Stephanie Hype said it yesterday on the Fast Lane review on Trio Heat. The whitest response ever to Do You Feel Him, Sir? Rick was like, yeah, yes, yes, that's what I do. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna be my that was gonna be my first question to Rick. Like, do you still feel him, sir? There it is. I was... Bless Rick. Bless Rick for for just taking part in that press conference. Uh, I assume we'll talk about something else from that press conference because everybody was talking about the something else from that press conference. But uh, there's Rick. All right, let me let me give him a proper introduction, like a pro here from ESPN fifteen thirty, from SB Nation, from Cage Side Seats. In the Believe Network, Believe Pro Wrestling, he has to put up with SB3 more than I do, I think. So 
Uh, he was at WWE Fastlane. He is Rick Yacino. Rick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing doing well. Rick, I have a very important question to yes. open off the show with. Do you feel him, sir? Do you still feel <laughs> him, sir? I do. I do, in fact. I did. I did multiple times. I answered him multiple times. And I made sure to answer Cody Rhodes as well. So, yes, I, 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 I was picking up what he was putting down, shall we say. You felt him multiple times? This you felt yes. him multiple times? <laughs> Figuratively, <laughs> not literally. What a report. Figuratively, <laughs> Figuratively, not literally. Very important there. <laughs> Look at you all decked out in the Bengals garb as well. I know you're you're working multiple shows right now. We appreciate you. They, they actually won yesterday more. They did. What did I could say about my team? My team with zero wins on the season. <laughs> We're we're rolling, we're cooking this year. Uh, Had a great off season, though. Yeah, great off season. Sure, we traded away what's going to be the number one overall pick. Great job, team. Uh, what'd you make <laughs> last lane overall? Uh, the final impressions from the show. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat with uh, with SP3 on this one. I thought it was a very good B level pay per view show uh it had a hot opening with an ending that i i was not expecting i did not pick cody rhodes and jay uso to win the tag team titles and honestly this wasn't something that i i knew i i needed to see until i saw them hanging out in the post media scrum together and just them talking about coming up together and both of them having hall of fame fathers and just you know having separate roads to getting to where they are now as both legit main event competitors in, in WWE. It was really a, a nice way to open the show and then a nice way to close it out with one of the all-time WWE press conference appearances between those two. I know that there haven't been many WWE press conferences. It's still a young, growing process there, but those two together, they they just work. And uh, that was a nice opening. A lot of great moments. Happy EO Sky retained. I enjoyed that triple threat match. And then... The, the last man standing match to close out the show was was really, really good. Uh, I was pulling for Shinsuke Nakamura. Felt like an hour never for him. But Seth continues. Going to be interesting to see where they go with him uh, now moving forward. Do you think Damian Priest should have cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase? Boy, um, yeah. I kind of felt like that's where they were going to go. Because this matchup has not been the main event program on Monday Night Raw at all. Any segment. It's always been closing with The Bloodline and Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, some combination of all of those people involved. While Seth and Shinsuke have been 8 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock hour, opening up the 10 o'clock hour on Monday Night Raw, and then all of a sudden, this is the match that closes, and not John Cena, and not LA Knight, and not any Bloodline or Cody Rhodes. I'm like, oh, well, clearly there's going to be a title change involved in some way, shape, or form. And there wasn't. I was I was genuinely surprised by that. I thought by them putting together the press conference at the last minute, we were either going to get to talk to Jade Cargill or there was going to be a world title change. Neither of those things happened. So it was an interesting decision. Good way to close the show. The World Heavyweight Championship should have closed the show. It's the big title on the, on the card, but it just wasn't booked that way leading into the show. So it was, I was a little curious. I thought that would have been a good moment. I mean, Seth Rollins' back was destroyed at the end of that thing. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura whooped his ass for a solid 30 minutes. If that's not the time for Damien to cash in, I know he hurt himself in that opener. But, yeah, it just seemed like that would have been a good moment for Damien to do it. 
Um, interesting to see why they why they didn't go that way. Well, he had he had the injury, Rick. He was he was hobbling around, and Rhea was like, "Nope, now is not the time." I don't understand why doesn't Judgment Jay just attack Rollins, and then who cares if Priest is injured? Just let him cash in, right? Off of that, just just like lay him in, like like Mortal Kombat style, just carry him into the ring and lay him down, and yeah. let Priest just you know, who cares? <sighs> Nothing matters. Yeah, I mean, if that's not the way they ultimately decide to do it, I mean, what are we doing here, guys? What was going on with the crowd? Because I, I agree with you. I think the uh, triple threat matchup was good with EO Sky, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. But it just felt like the crowd was just very silent during that. And I felt like it affected the ladies' performance because we saw a lot of, like, kind of mistimed spots that, that us watching at home heard the commentary be like, oh, glancing blow. And it was like, no, they didn't hit. It just didn't hit. It felt like the the ladies were thrown off by the crowd response. So what was what was it like for you being there live? Yeah, uh, personally, in my section, it was annoying as all hell during that match because the gentlemen who were around me and their commentary uh, was about some of the worst things that you could hear coming out of pro wrestling fans, where it was more about, oh, she could get it and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, guy you're not funny and in what universe do you think that that would actually happen and i i i don't know man there's just there are just some crowds that respect women's wrestling and there are some that don't and last night or yeah last saturday night excuse me i don't know what day it is anymore it seemed like that was a crowd that half the stadium just didn't unfortunately um but they got up for the some of the big moments it was louder than what it came off on on tv for sure and uh, yeah, look, I thought the ladies went out there and, and had a great performance from from my vantage point. Uh, it may have looked different on on TV, but yeah, man, uh, I, I feel like, though, they sent Pat McAfee out there afterwards to like slap the shit out of him. Like, hey, guys, give us some freaking juice here. What the hell is going on here? That was definitely a let's wake the crowd up kind of moment for Pat McAfee there. That's a super chat from Shytown Spurs. Anyone finding a missed opportunity that Jade's first appearance on WWE programming was a short backstage segment on a BPLE pre-show. Did they air that in the arena, the Jade arrival? Yes, they did. They aired it in the arena. And here's the thing people got have to uh, remember. And they are why I think they're, they're playing it right. Slow playing this. The guys to the right of me immediately after like she showed up, were like, who is that? And they were serious. They had no idea who Jade Cargill was because they don't watch AEW. And there are a large, there's a large portion of WWE's audience who have no clue who Jade Cargill is, have no idea what they have, what she has done in her career. So by them continuously putting out these social media posts and, and just sprinkling her in on television here or there, just to kind of kind of like a little bit of bait really honestly so like let people okay who is who is jay cargill what has she done i think it's a smart move on wwe's part to do it like this until she as triple h said in the post media scrum until she's ready to go out there in front of a live audience and and start crushing it so i I think that was a smart play honestly do you think they should have had her be front row for the show and done the front row camera gimmick instead of just a backstage arrival gimmick uh probably yeah part of me is wondering if they don't know where they want her to go so like 
that's what I got, Rick. I, I got it as they don't know what they, they want to do with her right now from all of that. Because I agree with both of y'all. They should have had her at least just sit in the crowd for the women's matchup. And then and then, and then then you can move her out. Just have her sit there for the women's matchup. Because it was like you literally brought her here for her to show up and talk to Triple H for two seconds. And that's it. Yeah, I was exp- like, honestly, and I even like sent a, a message to USB3 kind of in jest. I was like, wait a minute here. Could they have Jade show up and take out Rhea and that would allow her old pal Cody to win the tag team titles? Could that be something that they do there? Uh, They decided not to do that, obviously. But yet, I I don't think they've committed to what her first storyline or angle is going to be. So they didn't want to put her, you know, watching a SmackDown women's match or or watching, you know, or getting involved with Rhea or or anything like that. Because I just don't think they've decided what they where they want her to start. She still may show up in NXT. Who knows? I'll just wait until she shows up on NXT on Tuesday to oh, yeah. combat AEW. Yeah. Just wait. She's going to confront The Undertaker. Undertaker's yeah. going to come out there. Jade's going to cut him off. She's just going to do this great. to The Undertaker. That's it. Not even words. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, uh, Wise Global kind of kind of echoes you guys. Of maybe they don't want to set expectations until they know exactly where they want her. And, and yeah, if you put her in the front row of the women's title match, then you're thinking, oh, she's going to be on SmackDown. Then if exactly. she's not on SmackDown, then it's like, well, why was she front row for that match if she's not going to be on that brand? Because you can just say she's scouting everybody. Um, let's talk about this press. And there's no brand split. split. There's no brand split, man. Jay yeah. Uso quit. Should got got traded to Raw, and he was on SmackDown this week. <laughs> I, they never the did way, the I trade compensation. I, no, they, ne- no, they still no. have no idea what the trade compensation. Can we fire this GM? Whoever's running the SmackDown GM, Fox. he's got no trade compensation. It's the back. same GM. It's Adam Pierce running both shows. <laughs> he's oh, leaving Adam himself voice messages. That's what he's on the phone with. He's leaving himself voice messages. Like, yeah, yeah, SmackDown should get something. In- at, at, at least Cody and Jay winning the tag titles kind of puts to bed any thought that it's going to be Cody that's being sent over to SmackDown, though, right? And now they're just both going to appear whenever they want on SmackDown. That's the trade. Yeah. Is that, oh, now you're both over here whenever you want. Terrible GMing by the SmackDown. This is why uh, they didn't get the rights renewal either. This is why it's going to USA. USA Network knows how to run a brand over here. SmackDown Fox clearly doesn't. Yep. Terrible. Uh, let's let's talk about this press conference. Rick, you've done plenty of these press conferences. I know it's always a, a juggle of in-character out of character yeah. type of thing. I like asking my, my media friends, like what is your kind of mindset going into the press conference? Um, yeah. So I said, uh, it, it, it changes. Honestly, it, it varies by who's in the room, right? Like if I get, you go to like one of these big events, like WrestleMania, like, Oh, okay. I need to raise my hand early and often because there's like 40 people in that room and it's going to be hard to even get a question in. Um, and I gotta, I have to know what I have to have like nine or 10 questions deep. Cause chances are Sean Rossap and Nick Hausman and John Alba and all Denise Salcedo, we're all on the same mindset of who's going to be asking the same three big questions. And we all know what the important stuff Punk. is. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and, and so I sat down in the, that room on Saturday night and I'm like, Oh, I know like one person in here right now that has ever like actually been in a media scrum before. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. And you could almost 
smell the inexperience uh, in the room, uh, just sitting in there. And I'm like, like, not, not to say like, not to make it sound more important than it was, but I was like, I almost feel like I need to take this press conference over at a, at a certain point, you know, like early on. Uh, and honestly, that kind of is what ended up happening. There was a point where WWE literally just handed me the microphone. Like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Well, you asked you, it was the last question. It was going to be the last question, but then even you were like, I don't know if you want this to be <laughs> the last question. <laughs> You know, you asked about Edge, which was a, a very good question to to ask Triple H because I think that was on a lot of people's minds. I think uh, also on a lot of people's minds was like, what are we doing with NXT on Tuesday and loading this show up and everything? There was, there was plenty of questions to be asked, but the Edge question was something that we kind of needed an answer to and obviously a big topic with everything going on. I mean, you've done plenty of these and when... Okay, so you get like Cody and Jay. They are clearly up there. Cody had said it. They they had some libations. Look at Cody with his big words. They had some libations before the. And then you have the deadpan face. You have to. (laughs) Jay, I don't know if he like actually answered any question. Um, But like when you're when you're asking them and you can see the mood that they are in, how do you have to change? Of like, yeah, I'm not gonna get like an actual like good answer out of these guys. Let me ask something a little bit more like fun and jokey and just try to get whatever I can out of it. Um, yeah, like I approach, like my question was always going to be the same for both of those guys. Uh, but I did have to kind of change, change course real quick. I like to set things up with a lot of context, which is why I brought up nine years ago, Cody winning the tag team titles, beating the Usos. And immediately Jay cut me off. Like I was about to like, take this as a negative spin. And he's like, (laughs) Well, why are you bringing up old shit? Like, why are you bringing up old shit? How old are you? Like, what is this? And that started the whole age debate. And you saw, like, man, you look like you're 45. And then when I actually asked a good question, he was like, shit, now you look like you're 21. And, like, it just kind of took off. It just kind of took off from there. So you could tell he was like, yeah, you asked a good question. That's my bad. Like, that's so it's like, I'll have fun with him and, and, um, and things like that. But, yeah, it's. I, I'm more of a guy, I don't like to be aggressive in the press conferences. I like to sit back a little bit because I like to let the first question, unless it's somebody like right away where I want to set the tone, I like to see what the tone is going to be set for for that particular person. Are they going to answer questions in character? Are they going to answer questions as the person themselves? Because some like to stay in character, some don't. Uh, and I, I like to kind of like sit back and wait and and see how I, I need to attack what my question is going to be. It's a completely different animal than doing like an NFL press conference because you know, you kind of know what you're going to get. It's a box of chocolates with, with the WWE press conference. You don't know what you're going to get when you ask a question. So typically I like to see somebody else break the ice first and see how things are going to go. But yeah, I I really wanted to get in there with that, that Cody question and, and ask him about Jay and ask Jay about winning the tag team titles for the first time without some, without, Jay Jimmy being there I thought that was that was kind of a really cool thing last night so they were great to, to deal with though I, I think everybody I think the new rule should be two drink minimum uh for these press yes I'm with you I'm with I'm with it as well that was the most entertaining WWE press conference I've ever seen let them let them take a couple shots let them take an edible before they get up there and whatever you gotta do uh, that was fantastic all right Rick well I gotta ask you a real question now how yeah. old actually are you I'm 35. I was honest right off the bat. Yeah. I said. 
you know, if you're going to be in character, you know, lying about your age. No, here. no. Just don't zoom in on the hairline because then you might think I am 45. Oh boy. But, you know. This is why I wear a hat all the time, too. <laughs> I don't want anybody seeing my giant forehead and, and hair out here. <laughs> SB3, you got anything for Rick before we have to, to wrap up here? Well, I just want to say it on air. I said it on on Twitter, but you were the MVP as far as that side, the the the, the side of the off Thank camera. You. you were the MVP. You really asked some great questions throughout the night, especially the the edge question, and you made made me very proud to call you one of my tag team partners, son. I, I appreciate that, and yeah, I know. Like seriously, this was something that was like eating at me all day yesterday. Even even with. And I appreciate all the love that I got on Twitter. Like, really, that was more than I, I deserve. Like, I was I was literally just doing my job. But, like, that edge question, as great of a response as I got from Triple H, like, when no one asked about CM Punk, I'm like, damn it, did I make the wrong call on that? Because I was literally deciding which question I was going to ask while I was talking to him. Like, I started, I, I did not know which one I was going to choose until the last split second when I said, I'm trying to think exactly what I said. It was like one guy who's not going to be a part of the future. Like that's when I, I made my decision to ask about edge. I just felt like it was more timely since he had actually made a debut talked about, you know, not why, why the separation with the company, you know, happened. And I was like, I, I just feel like that's the way to go. I'll leave the low hanging fruit for somebody else to pick up. And uh, nobody else picked it up. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, I had one question that I could ask out of like nine that I wanted to ask him, like in all honesty, the one I really wanted to ask him was going back to what he said about Shinsuke Nakamura, where he said, uh, this is the Shinsuke Nakamura I've been waiting years to see in WWE. I really just wanted to go, well, motherfucker, what took so long? Like, that's really <laughs> what I wanted to ask. <laughs> but I decided to go with Vince. Vince is what took so long. Rick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But like. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. Like, what took so long? That's what I wanted <laughs> to ask him. But I just felt the edge question was the one right there. And, hey, look, guys, don't worry. There are going to be plenty more options for people to ask about CM Punk. But uh, Nick Hausman's presence was definitely uh, missed in this in this press conference, for I sure. I feel like every, everyone's just got to let that go go to Nick. Like, no, yeah. that that's yeah. his territory. No one else can actually <laughs> ask that. It's got to be Nick's question. So I He might as well just be paying. the CM Punk beat reporter at this point. Yeah. I want, I, mean, I want Nick to go to press conference with CM Punk's diary and, like, ask questions <laughs> from it. Like, on, on January 22nd, 2014, <laughs> CM Punk said this. <laughs> what do you think? Like, I want, I know he got the diary. Nick, if you're watching, I know you got the diary. I know you got all the stories. And that's why you're leaking them out very strategically. I respect you, sir. I, I know he's got way more than that sitting at home, <laughs> uh, to be completely honest with you. I'll tell you guys that story off air. <laughs> Rick, I know you got to go. You have more important things to do than than this show. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, yeah, one-stop shop at Rick Uccino, as it's spelled on the screen, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O, for those who may be – is this on a podcast? I don't even know. That's just – me be rolling into the what I, my normal shtick but uh, it's audio and video okay good so yeah. if you if you're listening on the audio r-i-c-k-u-c-c-h-i-n-o that's my work for cage side seats uh for believe in pro wrestling which i believe sp3 and i are going to be on wednesday night this week after uh, uh title tuesday and um you know nxt wrestlemania uh tomorrow night 
<laughs> and uh, all the other work that I do covering the Bengals and the Reds and Cincinnati news and all that stuff. So just follow me on, on Twitter or the X or threads or all that stuff under the same handle. And uh, yeah, I'm also working on a cookbook now. So you're going to see some food porn from time to time. So there you go. Very nice. Is Renee, are you, are you doing this with Renee? All those I wish. Male people. Oh, okay. I wish I'd love to. <laughs> I, I, I emailed her asking for some advice. I, I haven't, I haven't got a response back yet, but hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Imagine a, a Bengals cookbook with Rick and Renee. <laughs> Ricky Renee, that Look sounds like a morning show. I'll put it out there. I'll put it Dude, out there. Dude, you have you just laid out my pipe dream for uh 700 <laughs> WLW in Cincinnati. I want Rick and Renee in the morning. Like I'm trying to manifest that one day when her <laughs> AEW career is wound up. <laughs> uh Rick, we appreciate it. Before you go, can you give us a yeet? Yeet. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> yep. Take care, guys. Thanks, Later, buddy. Brother. There you go. Believe in the weeds. That was good. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. Believe in the weeds. With, uh, Rick Chino joining us. Appreciate him joining us. I hit him up uh, late last night. That was actually a call by by the wife. The wife was like, "What do you have Rick on?" He was at the press conference. It's like, "Yeah, we can we can do that." And Rick, very gracious with his time. SP three. Let's talk about fast lane. Let's. I'm going to address. Oh, hold on. I keep getting these messages. Why do people message me? SP3. I'm tired. They know you're on right now and they you're gonna say their message on air. I no, it's it's nothing to, to say on air. It's it's just these it's these messages from uh one Sean Ross Sapp who keeps just bothers me, bothers me all day. SP3. That's all he does. Bothers me, bothers me all day. <laughs> Let's address this. I I didn't see this yesterday because I was driving and I was I spent all day in a car, but I was alerted to this. We didn't bring it up with Rick because I actually wanted to get Rick's perspective on things of and I don't I didn't want him to to bury anybody. We'll bury everybody. SP3. Oh we got okay. we got a Taylor Swift question <laughs> at this press conference. Uh-huh. <sighs> I didn't ask it. <laughs> that that would have been on brand. <laughs> See, I feel like if like if I did, it'd be like, ah, oh, Jeremy asking. Here's the thing. I wouldn't ask something like that. I wouldn't because I don't think it serves any type of purpose. Especially EO Sky has, she clearly didn't even seem to know who Taylor Swift was of just like, what? Are you crazy? Like she didn't seem to know it. There's never been a Taylor Swift reference outside of like Corey Graves making some comment or something. But like in WWE canon, there's been no real reference. EO certainly has never referenced it. Taylor has never referenced uh, WWE or anything. There's no purpose to asking this question outside of I'm just trying to get clicks and headlines. It's like, okay, fine if that's what you're going for. But like we could have just done a little bit better. Uh, on something like that I, what what were your thoughts when when you heard it dude when i heard it like i even like groaned i was like really like this is coming from me this is coming from me i I'm know like, that's that's really that's this is lot. what we're doing like it's just so it's so pointless it's a pointless question to ask yeah i think i think you're more in line where where i'm at I did not mention anything about it when I was like live tweeting about the press conference or yesterday because I don't like to, you know, jump on anyone. And I saw a lot of people getting on it. And when it gets into the social media world, it goes from zero to a hundred real yeah. quick. It goes from 
what we're, we're we're at where it was like man i cringe when i heard that or uh it was pointless what was the reason for that to oh this is why wrestling journalism isn't in that and i'm like mm, no we can go a little bit closer to the middle here and i think that's where we should all be reacting but that's how social media is and it just it just bubbles up and it becomes the biggest thing possible i know i have worked with steve before i've done podcasts with steve before he's genuinely uh, uh seems to be a, a nice guy and i know why he asked that question because he previously if you guys watch the press conference i watch pretty much try to watch at least a little bit of all of them he asked before a megan the salian question that got that got onto yeah. wwe's youtube channel youtube channel and who's who's a popular singer or song songwriter for him to mention right now the woman that's been on nfl tv for the last couple of weeks taylor swift because she's the biggest pop star in the world so i understand that was his thinking and reasoning I also understand the people who are, you know, female wrestling fans who are being like, you would never ask that to a male wrestling fan. So I, that's why I said, we're not, I, I understand if you're not as far as me and Rick are just saying like, it's pointless. If you're want to be in the middle of, yeah, there was no reason for that. He should have, he should have done better, do better. That's kind of in the middle. Saying it's an embarrassment or he should, he should never go to anything ever again. They should remove his credentials and all this stuff. I don't know. I got, I got kids. I got three-year-olds, man. They stress me up. Now. I mean, I had like 25 gray hairs in my hair just for my kids alone. Plus, I got all these jobs doing this stuff. Like, I don't got no time to be overreacting to a stupid Taylor Swift question. I don't understand why it always has to bubble up and compound the way it is in this field. Well, I mean, that's that's how it just works on Twitter. That's why I don't give actual that's why I don't give actual opinions on Twitter, because I'm just like, I don't have it's all jokes. I I get the jokes off on Twitter. Actual opinions. No, I, you know, Phil was tweeting about this of like, there's no place for actual discourse on social media. It's just everything's got to be zero to 100 and engagement bait type of stuff and that's why i don't have actual discourse on twitter uh why syllable says zarian wouldn't be surprised said he wouldn't be surprised if uh, that was a wwe plan zarian spitting out these conspiracy theories uh the zarian <laughs> zone fridays the, the zarian know. zone that's what it's called man the zarian zone um hey hold on i got i got I, i'm still working on the 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 bumper for this look at this sp3 There you go. There's the Zarian zone right there. Right I don't go get anything. Good Jesus Christ. I've been on this show. He's got a main Zarian. segment. He's got a main segment. Yes. You do a full show. Oh, this is some BS. Why well, I don't get a graphic for 90, 90 seconds and 90 days? Give me a graphic for that. Do you know how little effort I put into FMC? You know this. Come on now. We don't even have a background for that show. We still tag talks background. I know this, but I want a graphic of 90 seconds of 90 days with Big Ed and Angela. And you just see Angela being like, Michael, Michael. Uh, Will Chesham says, EO look like, dude, you're not going to ask me about my match. That's like, there's better questions to ask in that situation it's it just it doesn't serve anything outside of clicks and headlines and like fine but it does feel like you would get 
it just feels like you're starting discord discourse for for no real reason and it's like okay you get a click in a headline for nothing in fairness sometimes you get so few answers out of these people it's like oh well at least you made some type of headline out of this but i thought the bailey question asking about like a damage control triple threat was really good. I, yeah. you I thought ask, Tyrese Halliburton's question was really good. Tyrese so. Halliburton, what? ask ask him about Jade. Ask him about Jade coming. No, to no WWE. one asked about Jade. No one asked about. I I well, I was making a bigger thing of no one asked about Kyrie Singh. It's her final weekend in Stardom, yeah. and yeah. all the reports are saying that she's coming back. Why don't you ask her about that? No one. I was like blown away. I was like, so no one's gonna ask about Kyrie? Like I was like, really? Yeah, there's just more relevant topics to ask about than that. Again, this is coming from me, everybody. Taylor Swift ain't relevant in the world of WWE. She's never mentioned wrestling. No character, no non-announcer. I'm sure she's she's a TNA and AEW fan, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) she takes out with Jared. There's no, there's no correlation there you're literally just asking for again just clicks and headlines which i am look i ain't saying anybody like i'm above any of this and that like we had becca on we asked becca who she'd rather fight taylor swift or lady gaga in fairness so I don't want to come across as a hypocrite here. Becca is an international pop star. So that is the correlation there. And then it just became, we talked about pop music and stuff and we tied all of that together. And fortunately, Becca seemed to, to have very much fun with it. And she was the one who brought up like the Lady Gaga stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a tie there, fine, I'm all for it. You know, if I ever get a chance to go into the, the press conference um, and Brian Danielson is there, Yes, I will 1 million percent ask about tree semen or some comment Brian Danielson has made about something because it's actually a comment made by Brian Danielson. There is no there's no tie with Taylor Swift. You're asking it for no real reason. And but look, you got the I guess you got the discourse and the headlines and stuff you wanted. Scott George saying someone asked about Jade Triple H. Uh, yes. And Cody asked about it. Yes. We're talking about EO Bailey. Dakota. Yeah, the they actual women. They, yes, didn't the women. The, they didn't ask the actual women, Scott. That's the point yes. we're trying to make. That they ask all the men about the woman who just came in and not the and, woman that the that woman would possibly face. And look, in fairness, there are actual ties to yeah, Jade yeah. and Cody and Triple H. Like, I got no problem with them asking Triple H and Cody about Jade. That is completely fine. If there is a tie there, ask the question. I think you, you should. And this is my issue with the Taylor Swift question. There's no tie to it. There's no tie to it. You're just asking for no for no reason. And that was it. Apparently, a lot of people spent a lot of time uh, debating this, arguing this yesterday. And yeah, couldn't be this guy. Couldn't be that guy. <laughs> no, I was yeah, too busy doing a nine-hour drive yesterday. I stayed off of Twitter, which is advice for everybody for every single day. That worked. I was working all day. I did a review. Did some writing, did some transcribing. Let's talk about Fastlane, SP3. Um, I said it on the show on Friday. Cody and Jey Uso should win the titles. Why? Because who cares? Just just put the belts on for fun. I'm, I'm just here to pop myself. You know this, SP3. The story cares what the story is. Just have, have fun with it. 
and Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes were having some fun in that press conference. They did. I need them opening up tonight, just picking up where they left off, just going back and forth with each other. I don't care about this serious Judgment Day stuff. Give me the yeets and just playing, playing off of each other here. What'd you make of them winning these belts? Did it surprise you? And where do you think the story actually does go with this now? It definitely surprised me because uh, I was expecting the Judgment Day to retain and us to go on the course that we've been on on Monday Night Raw. I actually, after sleeping on it and probably after seeing them at the press conference, I'm sold on this. I'm sold on this title change. Mainly I'm sold on this title change because the dynamic of the main event scene on Raw needed some type of change because we've been dealing with the same dynamic of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cody Rhodes or some combination of that versus the Judgment Day. Either one-on-one matches, tag team matches, six-man matches. It's been all the same. And they sowed the seeds of dissension on the babyface side. But, like, it was like a match, but they hadn't lit it yet. And I felt like this is the match that lights the dissension on the babyface side because you had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on Raw last week say they want the winner of this matchup. So now you have a way to bridge yourself to Survivor Series so we're not getting the same television for the next month because it's been pretty obvious for the past like w- a couple of weeks that's where they're building towards and Fastlane was kind of a hindrance to them that they didn't even start announcing matches until the week before like it was all out um and then and then uh you got Crown Jewel you need something to bridge yourself from Crown Jewel to Survivor Series and I think Cody Rhodes versus Jay, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. There will get us to them teaming up together at Survivor Series against Judgment Day. I've said that for a while that they're going to do war games at Survivor Series, and the, this would be the the teams that they do it with. We still got a two and a half months before Survivor Series. They're going to drag this thing oh, yeah. as much as they can. Uh, but at least Cody and Jay winning adds a new layer to the story. So I think it was a good call. And I was surprised just because it seemed like Judgment Day was rolling. But again, this is this is what I wanted. I was like, yeah, just put the belts on them. Like, do something different. Judgment Day has it. Okay, what are they doing? Now you can get Cody and Jay on SmackDown. They were on SmackDown this past week. But maybe get some Bloodline interaction in the, the coming weeks. See how that turns out. Roman is back for the very fifth time. Uh, this this Friday for the on very Smackdown. fifth time. <laughs> this man returns. Bless him, dude. They have they, different graphics every time, Jeremy. It's yeah, hilarious. it's great. It's hilarious. All I will say is that I'm so happy Cody finished his story because <laughs> the story that WWE. I don't know if you saw my tweet. WWE story is trying to tell you is that when you lose to Roman Reigns, your consolation prize is the tag team titles. Raw Rumble, Kevin Owens loses to Roman Reigns. Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn loses to Roman Reigns. WrestleMania Night 1, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win the tag team titles. <laughs> Mania Night 2, Cody loses. SummerSlam, Jay loses. Fastlane, Cody and Jay win the tag team titles. Finish the story. I say he hasn't wrestled anybody since then, so I'm thinking who's next in line. I guess whoever loses at... Uh... Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. It's going to be LA Knight. So LA Knight and Cena can then win the tag team titles. Cena. Okay. 
Uh, Senor Nerd saying, I don't think they'll do war games. I think it's going to be traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Cody's going to press for that war games match. I don't know. They've sold a lot of tickets with the one ring setup. And I don't think it's going to be uh, that babyface team versus just Judgment Day. I think it's going to be Judgment Bloodline versus the babyfaces. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be it's going to be Finn, Priest, Dom, Jimmy, and Solo versus Cody, Sammy, KO, Jay, and probably a returning AJ Styles. Okay, okay. What's Roman doing in Survivor Series? CM Punk? Oh, he's got he's got the day off. He got the day oh, off. Okay. He, 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 he's like, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. What am I going to Survivor Series? He was like, Y'all not doing <laughs> war games? I'm sorry. Roman's Roman's the best. He's the best. People get mad, but he's the absolute best, man. Um, see, I feel like that that if Cody's there, they're gonna do Survivor Series. Cody wants Survivor Series so or War Games so much, so much that like they need to go ahead and do it. Um Will says, and you got Drew keeping Cody hints, uh turning him heel. I don't know, we can make it through the Cody verse and the punk verse. I don't I don't I don't know either. I, I also thought that instead of a returning AJ Styles, they could have Drew involved because he does have the issue with the bloodline. You just have to create, you know, in the next month of TV. You got a month of TV. He can have a reason to now have an issue with the blood with the judgment day between then. So you put him there and then we can have him have his Dakota Kai moment in war games. <laughs> Drew's got to turn heel at some point, but I do wonder if his you know tag team partner no longer being there, if that's going to delay things just a little bit. Because right now he's like doing stuff with the. Is he on Miss TV again this week? I feel like he's been on Miss TV like for four straight weeks. <laughs> like, like every week, just put him on Miss TV. Let's get yeah. us through another week. Honestly, yeah. I feel like he's like the most interesting thing on Raw outside of Gunther. Outside of Gunther, uh. Even though Gunta, yeah, he does feel like a bigger champion than Seth Rollins. I do, I do agree with what y'all are saying. You're the talking about fast laid that, yeah, Seth. I, I've been I've been saying it for weeks actually. Seth's title reign just feels secondary, and it's not like one issue. It, I think that is a couple of different issues that not a lot of people are like pinpointing just yet. What are they? What are the issues? SP three. One, this was a flawed concept to begin with. When you have two world championships and you put them on one person, you should probably, and you give that one person a new title, you should probably split those two other titles and just put the WWE title back on Raw. I'm just saying that would have been the, the, the simple solution to all of this. Two, when you do a tournament for a Raw world championship, you probably shouldn't use SmackDown people in it. Three, you, when you're cr- trying to create a new world title for a show, you then should not have every single opponent that Seth Rollins has had. None of them have won a match to get a title shot. Literally, some of them, most of them, have lost matches before they got title shots. And when you have a developmental star, regardless of it being your main one, Braun Breaker, who just lost on a premium live event for the NXT championship, he then should not call a main roster world champion, say, come to the developmental, I deserve a shot. And he said, yeah, you do deserve a shot. 
that lowered how I viewed the world championship. I don't know about all y'all, but that immediately lowered how I viewed the world championship. And then his next following feud was with Finn Balor, who consistently, it felt like everybody wanted Finn to beat him for it. Everybody wanted Finn to beat him for it because everybody realized Judgment Day was the bigger story than Seth Rollins. And that's honestly, we're here, we're 11 years into Seth Rollins' run. I can't say any of his world title runs have been worthwhile or felt like it was fulfilling because some guys are probably just better being the babyface chasing than being the babyface holding the title. The Rock is one of the greatest superstars of all time. And I'm a huge Rock fan. My mom used to tell me when I was younger that The Rock was my daddy. And I was like, that don't make sense. He's a little bit younger than you. He had to be a teenager when I was born. But anyway, um, The Rock was like a daddy to me. But I will honestly say The Rock was always better chasing Triple H for the world title than when he had the world title. That's how it works. Some people are just like that. You could be the greatest superstar of all time. It's just going to be like that. I think that we are finding out in this title reign that Seth Rollins is that. And Shinsuke Nakamura was the same thing. He did not win a match. He won a match against what? Tommaso Ciampa and Bronson Reed? Yeah, those are really worthy contenders for the world title. And then he got a whole two-month feud where the first month we actually believe he would win. And then this month, it did not feel like anybody thought he was going to win that matchup at Fastlane. So it just feels like five months into this reign, we're here like, yeah, Seth is not even the first most important thing on Raw. He's not the second most important thing on Raw. He's not even the fourth most important thing on Raw. Like, this is sad. It's sad that I'm coming to this realization because I really, really like Seth Rollins. But he's just not that guy to hold the world title as a babyface. I'm going to defend the booking of Nakamura a little bit. Like he beat Champa, he beat Bronson Reed. They gave him wins. He attacked Seth. They had a good purpose behind all of this. I think the issue was that kind of like the Balor thing is more people wanted to see Nakamura win than than Seth. I thought they should have put the title on Nakamura at the last pay per view, and they didn't. And I thought he should have won. This Saturday at Fastlane, and then he did it. Now I'm like, well, Nakamura is basically in the same position he was after whatever year it was that he won the Rumble and then lost at WrestleMania and then lost the last man standing match to AJ Styles. And how long did it take to recover from all of that? It's like, what are we doing? With Shinsuke and, now, and, and, just... and that's the last. That's the last problem. I'm, I'm sorry. I just that's the that's the last problem. That the purpose of this world title they told us was for Raw to have a a top title and for to elevate people. Who has Seth elevated with this world title? I wait. Finn Balor looks like an idiot who can't pick up a very briefcase. We don't know about Shinsuke Nakamura. It's kind of like we got to wait and see what they do next with him if he's really been elevated here. So he is five months. He hasn't elevated anybody. And that doesn't even feel like the world title on Raw. Gunther in the Intercontinental title does. I do think that is the the bigger overall picture, the bigger overall problem, I should say, with the title is that the Judgment Day stuff, even without the world title being involved, feels bigger than what Seth is doing. And I think because Cody, he's the biggest star on the brand. He just is. He's the biggest star on the brand. Jay coming over, he carried over a lot of that star power from SmackDown. Jay feels like a big deal. Even before they won the titles on Saturday, Jay has felt like a big deal. 
Kevin and Sammy are still top guys over there. But the Judgment Day is all over. They're not only all over Raw. They're all over NXT. They're all over SmackDown some weeks. Like, they are all over this company. And so they feel like a huge deal. And then, yeah, Gunther, with this title reign, that feels like a huge deal as well. Seth is... He's fighting from underneath as the world champion. And I don't know if people really get behind that when it comes to like an injury like this you can fight look austin fought from underneath but he fought from underneath the authority like you yeah. know he and he constantly got the upper hand on them and yeah. you would think that wwe would learn their lesson from like how john cena became stale how Roman Reigns got rejected by the fans is because they kept playing this underdog babyface role and they're probably not the guy for that. It worked well with CM Punk. It worked well with Daniel Bryan. It worked well for a while with Seth Rollins, but honestly, at this point, we're 11 years into his career. Seth Rollins should not be the underdog babyface. He should be the cocky babyface that feels like he can beat anybody. Like, he should not be always fighting from underneath because... Guy, we saw you can overcome. You can come from underneath. It's not a question anymore. It's like when John Cena became the Yankees instead of the Boston Red Sox. You are the Yankees, Seth. Yeah, the fighting from, from underneath in this manner, where it's just basically injuries and numbers kind of thing. I don't know if that works for a world champion. I know you were very adamant when Seth went to NXT to defend the titles. Like being a fighting champion is one thing you kind of got to pick some of your fights though if you're just going to go out there because i think they do this well with gunther is like he's a fighting champion but it's not like he's defending the title every single week against anybody that's out there it's like all right you got to kind of earn it a little bit there's got to be a purpose to it a reason for it and seth now is kind of doing that a bit more but the the overall story is just like oh well he's injured oh well when it came to Balor, like he took him out years ago and now Balor is looking for redemption. They're, they're telling the, the story of almost wear and tear with Seth. And I don't know if that's the role that fully suits him on this. And I don't know, maybe uh, someone said Rollins is, was like the, the Orange Cassidy title reign. Orange Cassidy was legitimately defending it. Yeah. Every he was single le- week. He was legitimately fend of it. And it was established that it was a mid card. You a mid card yeah. title. There's a difference between doing open challenges and for a mid card title than doing open challenges for a world title. The reason why Gun- Gunther's uh, Intercontinental title reign feels like the world title right now is because people are always jockeying for a position and fighting for it. No one fights for Seth's title. That's an issue. Like people, whether people want to realize it or not, because I got this on online when uh, I think Stephanie Heights like said that she had the whole issue with Seth's title reign. They're like, oh, my God, it's exactly what people wanted from his title reign in 2019. He's putting on great matches with great wrestlers. I was like, not really. I was like, none of Seth's title matches have been match of the year contenders. They've had he's had great matches. His matches with Seth, I mean, with Finn, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. Great matches, the best matches of his title reign. But am I going to mention them as even the top 10 best matches from WWE this year? No. So if you're not having a classic, memorable match, you're not making it feel like the world title on your own show, and you're not elevating people, 
what is the point of this title race still continuing? The stuff with Finn got swallowed up by just the overall Judgment Day story as well, because it became more about dissension and Judgment Day and, oh, is Priest going to cash in? But Finn is there. Is he going to help Finn? Like that became the story over the actual championship and Seth defending the title. It's like, oh, well, how's Judgment Day either going to get on the same page or mess this up? What if one of them wins it more than, hey, Seth is a fighting champion fighting against the odds type of thing? And Shinsuke, I think they tried with Shinsuke and they gave him some wins. They turned him into, as Triple H said, the guy he's always wanted to see in, in WWE and everything. They did well with Shinsuke. One, it's taken this long that so the bloom is just a little off the rose on it. And two, the, the story of like the back and everything was good. I I didn't mind it. I just don't know if that's the story to tell with Seth Rollins. I think that's the issue is like, I just don't think this is the story to tell with Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Because by the end of it, I was like, oh, I'd rather see Shin- Shinsuke as a badass just out here murking people. I want that to be the champion. Not this dude complaining about his back and being like, oh, I'm going to fight him still. Everything like, eh, cool, man. Give me this killer. This dude who just wants to go out here and just cut people's heads off and, uh, you know, toss it to the wife and the kid. Be like, here, good luck with this. That's the guy I want the champion. Like, I think I think that WWE feels like it just had two very big missteps at SummerSlam. One of the missteps was Finn Balor not beating Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship, because I feel like I, everybody was in agreement before SummerSlam. The most interesting scenario out of SummerSlam was Damian Priest, money in the bank holder, being in the same faction as the World Heavyweight Champion and Finn having a, basically a loaded gun walking behind him. That would that would have been such great television and would have changed the dynamic over the last two months that wasn't changed since SummerSlam. But they didn't do that. And I also feel like the Jimmy Uso heel turn, I've, I've already established. I think that was a that was a mistake. And they've changed Jimmy Uso's character at least three times since then. Uh Psychos by Logan says Jay Uso should be champ. He's more over. Would love to see how Roman handled Jay being world champ. Like, I'm not mad at that. I Joel Pearl brought this up uh, on Friday when we were doing kind of fast lane projections. And I said, well, look, the finish of uh, the tag team match is Jimmy Uso loses. And then Roman comes back and he's like, you're trying to be the tribal chief. You're out here losing these tag team. Match. You're disappointing me. Like, they, What are we doing out here? And Joel was like, it'd be better if like Solo won. And then Jimmy can still be like, I'm the tribal chief around here. When Roman's not here, you're out here losing, disappointing. And then Roman comes back and then he can be disappointed. So like, it's a new dynamic. Instead they go, Jimmy loses. I'm sure we'll get the big Roman speech when he comes back. And people will say cinema and he tied it all together and all this stuff. And he'll end up facing LA Knight at Saudi Arabia and Crown Jewel. I think Jay having that world title on the other show. Roman would probably just feel dismissive of just like, who cares? Like he didn't, it didn't beat me. He, he didn't, he didn't win my title. Who cares about this second <laughs> secondary <laughs> title? Care about this thing. But if Jay, I think Jay could do a lot with it of just being like, this ain't secondary, man. Like they, this is the belt I'm over here representing. I'm over here defending my title. Like I, this is what Seth wants it to be. They just don't acknowledge that enough on television, probably because they're not actually going to do a Seth and Roman match. So why bother like actually kind of acknowledging it? If you're not going to 
do the actual match. Um, but another J, like do J and Roman at WrestleMania 40, have Roman take that title as well. Just give them all these belts. I don't care. He's going to be Jewish. He's going to be <laughs> Ultimo Dragon at WrestleMania. Those- Let him have all the belts. Let him have all the belts. I want to. I want to see it now. I'm here. I'm here for it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I think that they can salvage and get this bloodline storyline back on track. I don't think they can get Seth Rollins' title reign on track. I think it's oh, yeah, time. So- to, I think it's time to 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 quit quit you while you're while you're ahead and just cut it right here, and then we could have him chase again because he's much more interesting in that role. So Walters says the problem we know the backstory line for Seth is ending with Gunther just water, waiting for WrestleMania for it. I assume Will is saying at some point Gunther's losing the Intercontinental title and then he's moving on. I guess Seth is holding this title until WrestleMania 40 to when he faces Gunther. You were saying that Seth Rollins holding that title until WrestleMania 40 ain't the best uh, best news in the world. So coming out of Fastlane, where what do you do? What are you personally, SV3, doing with Seth Rollins? Um, I mean, I think that they kind of have foreshadowed that he's going to do at least a match. I don't know if it's going to be a TV match or maybe a Saudi Arabia with uh, Ricochet. I think Ricochet gets a win on TV over Shinsuke and that leads into a title match. But like... They ain't putting the belt on Ricochet. Yeah, I was like, I was like, they're not, they're not gonna put the belt on Ricochet. And I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a great matchup. But once again, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, so, and you also have the whole specter of Damian Priest here, and they teased it way too many times for it just to be Seth's holding this title to lose it to Gunther, even though that does make sense with the whole backstory line for sure, but it seems like you're, they're teasing so much that Damian Priest is going to cash in that he's eventually going to cash in, and hopefully it's successfully because... Hopefully, Triple H will have one successful male Money in the Bank winner under his uh, his books. But yeah, I think that Damian Priest, you have to give him a reign. And as we get closer to you know the new year, it's making me feel like they're gonna make that change, and then we're gonna get Priest and Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship at Mania. And I'm I think Seth, at- I think Seth's gonna probably face Punk at Mania. I'm I'm looking at uh, kind of the roster here and who but not bloodline judgment day is by far the the top heel act on the brand i ain't really a close second at this point with that they they heated up nakamura they did do very good again with, with nakamura to heat him up to that spot but it's bloodline or it's judgment day they've done the the finn stuff you can't go back to that dominic I don't know. Like, I don't have an issue with Dominic, but I don't think you're putting the world title on it. Put the belt on Rhea. I don't care. Uh, Honestly, put the belt on Rhea. Yeah. Um, You know, if they're not going to do the priest cash in, my suggestion, if you're not going to switch it to a baby face either, because obviously own Zane, Jay, Cody, you can put the belt on any of those guys and it would be good. I don't know if you, there's Gunther. I apologize for, for leaving Gunther out of it just because he feels like he's in his own world with the intercontinental title right now, but he's certainly a top heel, top heel guy. Uh, but they're just not going to put him in that world title picture while he's still the intercontinental champion. So that's why I, he didn't spring to mind. Do you turn drew and just go ahead and load up the drew heel turn and, and put the world title on him? 
I mean, you could. I mean, you could if you if if you're if you you have the Rock for Mania, you're gonna need a hot matchup for Cody, and they've already started the build. So yeah, maybe you turn Drew heel. He beats Seth. Cody can win the Rumble, or Cody can win the Chamber matchup after somebody else wins the Rumble. So the option of him choosing Roman is out the picture. He can win the Chamber and then face Drew for the World Heavyweight Championship at Mania. And that that's my best suggestion right now, because otherwise I'm not sure where they're fully going with Seth. There's some options in Judgment Day. They can just keep including him in all of that, but they're doing stuff with Cody J, Kevin, Sammy, and everything. Gunther's in his own Intercontinental Title world. You mentioned the Ricochet thing. Okay, like that's a it's a bridge, but that I I don't got a ton of interest in seeing Seth Rollins and Ricochet. One because they haven't done. They've done nothing with Ricochet since SummerSlam. No. Any loss no. to Logan yeah. Paul. And so I'd rather see Logan Paul come back and face Seth Rollins again. That actually would be an interesting story right now, especially with the injury. I mean, Logan, he's got the boxing fights like next week or something against Dylan. When's he fighting Dylan Dennis? This stupid fight that may or may not happen. Uh, Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis is. Why can I just get like. Um, October 14th. So yeah. Oh shit. That's this weekend. Okay. So there Logan's got the fight this weekend. Assuming he wins, it comes right back into, uh, comes back into the WWE world. And then, Oh, you know, he's going to want to come back before Saudi. Yeah. Get that Saudi payday, baby. Yeah. Get that get that Saudi payday. He can pay. You can have, you can have, like I said, you can have the Seth and Ricochet matchup on TV in like two weeks. And that's his return. After Seth beats Ricochet, he comes in after the two guys he just faced, faced each other and he knocks out Seth. And that's how you set up the world heavyweight championship matchup for Saudi Arabia. All right, get ready. Logan Paul, Seth Rollins two in Saudi, everybody get ready for it. Now that's, that's probably Seth's best matchup of the year. And that wasn't for the world title. Uh, Will says the only way Seth dropped the title before Mania if they're doing Punk versus Seth at Mania, it's too many Punk teases with Seth. I'm not buying Punk coming in until Punk's in. I'm just, I'm just not. I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm the. I'm. I'm sorry. When WWE starts hitting you over the head with hints, it's just like, okay, I know what's happening now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I did this with Cody, and and especially as Corey Graves. Corey Graves goes too heavy-handed with it, where it's just like, okay, it's obvious you guys are talking to him now. Like, thanks. Thanks, Corey. They did do those teases a lot with Cody, didn't they? Come to think of it. Dashing. uh, Undeniable. Like, they did all those little, and it's the same thing they're doing with Punk. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I, I believe the report from Sean and Dave that there's not a deal done, but there's definitely deals in talk, and that's why y'all are doing this on TV. We shall see. I mean, if he comes back, it either happens at Survivor Series or before Survivor Series. It's, it's, one of the I, two. I it's, don't think Survivor Series is the right place to bring him back. Just because Chicago. it's from Chicago. Yeah. Just because, literally, you're bringing him back in Chicago for Survivor Series, and then the WWE is not going to have nothing to do f- with him for two months. So bring him back at the Royal Rumble, because at least you have a narrow line to media. I do not... I, if I'm WWE, I do not have trust in Phil Brooks coming into my company in November... And making it to a mania match in April next year. 
one or two things is going to happen. He talks to somebody backstage that ends in a bad conversation or he's going to get hurt. Like, I don't want to risk any of those two things before my big money matchup at Mania because that's what matters. Chicago pop when we've seen CM Punk return in Chicago like 5,700 freaking times. I don't care. He's from Chicago. I don't care. I don't care. Do you think we all get excited when Jay Z's at Yankee Stadium? Oh, he's yes. from New York. He's from New York. We're yes. gonna take a big pop. He's from New York. No, come on, crap. He's so drops in New York. I don't care. Sam Punk was a chef cook in New in Chicago. I don't care. What's the bear? Jesus. They do get the big pop. SP three. They do. They do. It's like Eminem. Eminem comes out of there for the Detroit, Detroit shows. Ed Sheeran's in Detroit. Oh, Eminem cameo. 50 Cent's in Detroit. Oh, here's M. You play the hometown crowd. SP3? We wait for this Royal Rumble for. He didn't have to wrestle. He could come back in Survivor Series, get the get the pop. He didn't have to wrestle until Royal Rumble at he that gotta point. Be, he got to be backstage, though. He got to be backstage. have to be. <laughs> have to be. You're so angry. You're so angry at Chicago. Because everybody's saying it like that's a good option for WWE. No. If it's up to Punk, yeah, of course. He's going to want to come back to Chicago. It, why wouldn't you want him back sooner rather than later? Like, why are you going to hold off until the Rumble just to hold off to the Rumble? Get him back sooner. Because you don't, you don't need him for a Survivor Series. Your tickets are already sold out. What do you need him for Survivor Series for? Well, it's a surprise anyway. It's not like you're advertising him. So what? It... Man, WWE. Your tickets knows are when... selling for the Rumble. It's the Rumble. They always sell. Yeah. But we're going to be surprised there, too. We expect We expect surprises at the Rumble. You don't. You, okay. we, we, Survivor Series is it's a show. It's a show. Now they you're getting do... Punk's first match in two decades. I guess one decade. Sorry. Uh, now you're getting Punk's first match in a decade since he walked out of the company. What? At Royal in Rumble? In January 2014. Yeah. His first yeah, match back Royal, is Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. 2024. Yeah. He can come back at Survivor Series, though. And then do what for two months? Talk. He can go, so? What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't see the point of bringing him back in Chicago. If the tickets are already sold, if they even, like, they know the speculation would sell tickets. So, it's better It's better to draw it out. You can do, you can do a tease, I, I just don't see the point. They're doing teases. They're doing teases now. You're going to have them tease for four and a half months, three and a half months? Yep. Yep. They ain't got that many teases in them. Yep. Three and a half months. There we go. I'm with it. I agree, Jeremy. Cody needs to start doing punk spots. The moment someone hits a GTS, then I'll believe. You know it's over. No, they're going to hit the knee in the corner. The knee in the corner is more subtle. They get to, the oh, I do that all the I do that all the time. Yeah, the bucks, what are you talking uh, about? Yeah. <laughs> nah, WWE, you said WWE's not subtle. They got they're going full bore. Seth is gonna do the GTS and everything. That's what it's gonna be. Seth is gonna hit the GTS. I don't I still don't buy punks in, in until he's in. I just don't. That's I just fair. Don't buy it. I, I I heard the same thing from people about Cody, and I was telling everybody, I was like, Cody gone. Cody, I believe, a little bit more, especially after he officially left AEW. And it's like, okay, well, where else is he going to go? I, I fully admit that when the reports came out of like, oh, he's still negotiating and stuff, I was 
in the camp of like, yeah, don't really see him leaving AEW. Just didn't didn't seem to just didn't see it happening. And then uh, you know, he did. And then once he left AEW, it's like, oh, okay, well, he's definitely going to WWE. What else is he doing at this point? Punk, he's left, he's gone. I just don't know if he's if he's back until he's officially back. But you know, we'll find out in either a month and a half from now at Survivor Series or three and a half months from now at Royal Rumble. No in between. He can't come back. We're gonna come back in Saudi. Come back at Saudi Arabia or the Royal Rumble. Do it. Do Saudi. It the right way. He comes back in Saudi with a <laughs> just a blood covered penis, and it's like. Sucking on these now too, everybody. I'm sucking on it, yeah. <laughs> Set on my Saudi blood money, yeah. He's gonna come out like like Gangrel with the with the chalice. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. He's drinking the blood, buddy. What a tweet that was to the Miz. That's going to. <laughs> that's gonna. <laughs> That's going to come back around if Punk works dude, a Saudi show. Dude, I can't wait for Punk to return to WWE because I know these AEW fans going to be so petty. They're going to read, they going we're going to see so many Punk promos, so many Punk interviews being reposted after he returns. Like he went January. harder than Cody. That says a lot. He went harder than Cody on them. That says a lot. January 2014, I left sports entertainment. November 2023, I'm back in sports entertainment. <laughs> sports entertainment. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. I hope he does come back just for the friggin' the the Twitter to burn, everything to just burn. As long as it's good television, that's all I care about. And typically, look, say what you will about punk, uh, good or bad. When it comes to television, he's compelling yeah. television. Sometimes it don't always make a lot of sense. Sometimes he's kind of doing his own thing, but it's there's something compelling there when he's on screen. So I, I welcome him back if that's what he decides to do. It'll be fun. I don't care at all for the stupid takes people are going to have. It's going to make me have to work more, which is I unfortunate. Can't I can't wait. I'm here for CM Oh, it's going to be hilarious. CM Punk content. That's what I'm all about. CM Punk content. He is a content machine. I content totally machine agree. punk. Yes, content machine punk. That's we found out the real CM because that's all he has done for the past what three years since his return to wrestling. All he has done is created content for people like me and Jeremy. Whether it's writing, whether it's video, whether it's podcast, whether it's news breaking, CM Punk is the content machine. It's only been two years. It's only returned in 2021. Feels like he's been back forever. Like a decade. (laughs) (laughs) If you you just went through everything that's happened since May of last year, it feels like a decade. Miz is going to cut a promo on Punk and people are going to be like, that's fire. Miz was cooking him. Miz was cooking him. Miz did way better than than MJF against Punk. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, AEW WWE was not the only company who had a tag team title change on Saturday. AEW put the AEW tag team titles on Ricky Starks and Big Bill. This clearly means, despite signing a four year deal, FTR is leaving 
AEW. Why did people? <laughs> I have no idea. That was so weird. So weird. So strange. Oh, before we get there, I do want to address the super chat from Will. We know he's going to do Cody versus Punk. The promos will be funny. He's going to take a shot at uh, AW at Cody. It's going to be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I'm so for all of these shots on on Twitter. All of these shots on on social media. All the shots and promos and things like that. I'm for it. I'm 100 for it. Cody, I, I feel like Cody's Cody, got some bite Cody too. Punk. Cody and Punk needs to be the Mania match. That's what I feel like. Oh, Cody and Punk should team. They should team, and Cody should recreate the photo with Moxley they did after Double or Nothing, where they both flipped off. They should recreate that photo at the end of Survivor Series. Just a double bird photo, Cody and Punk. Man, Cody, you're Cody's to, you're the trying to best, ruin Cody's dude. friendships. You trying to ruin Cody friendships? Dude, right Cody now. is the best because he just, he's gonna just say stuff he's gonna play whatever side he needs to play i love love cody they should just do it and then like they take the photos like that was a good photo i don't know it doesn't mean anything guys it doesn't mean anything with aew there's no just, symbolism there yeah. <laughs> just a cool photo to take guys like it's okay <laughs> so friends i i texted the bucks after it like look at this they thought it was funny it's great. <laughs> they loved it. Yeah, we were just they going against it, punk. <laughs> we were going against the culture of WWE. Like, look at us. We came back here and did it our way and came back and look how much bigger we became when they didn't want us. They didn't want us at the time. Punk was supposed to never be world champion at the time. They tried to they tried to put him down. They didn't give him his WrestleMania match. Me, they didn't give him his WrestleMania main event. Look what they they thought of me before I left and I came back. That's all this photo represents. It's just coming back and showing we did it our way. There's nothing to do with AEW. We showed them. That's what we showed them. I, I do also I do also find it uh funny the discourse because we had uh, somebody on True Hill he in our chat say that oh yeah WWE they know how to do things the right way they're having Punk sit down with the top wrestlers you know AEW didn't want to do it the right way the elite are so immature they didn't want to sit down with CM Punk and I had to kindly tell that person well you know um. I don't remember CM Punk attacking Seth Rollins yeah. or Roman Reigns. So a little bit different. Let's <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. But the elite have a legitimate reason not to go in a room with CM Punk. Because of the last time they went into a room with CM Punk. Andrew Zarian's here to promote some conspiracy theories in the chat. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you that it's, it's it's different scenarios, different situations. But it, look, I hope he does return just for the the, the television product gets better as yeah. well. Maybe maybe it gets a little worse in some instances, but for a little while, the the intrigue is going to be there, and it's gonna be it's gonna be better. So let him return. Let him come back. I'm fine with that. Here for it. New AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR is leaving AEW and Ricky Starks. That's not true, everybody. I don't get why that started. I don't understand why people are like, they lost. They must be leaving. They filed the, the trademark on CMFTR. They must be leaving. Do y'all not know how contracts work? It's on a four-year deal this year. They go, Tony ain't letting them out of that. Are you kidding me? They go nowhere. 
They lost. People lose in wrestling. Newsflash. People lose titles in wrestling. It was a shocker. I was surprised. But I was fine with it. I like the pairing of Starks and Big Bill. I think it's a great pairing. I'm glad Ricky's got some gold. Big Bill's been great in this run. I'm all for it. Here's Sean Rossap's going to clear up the news here. (laughs) Sean, is FTR leaving AEW after losing the AEW Tag Team titles? FightfulSelect.com had the report the other day. They weren't. They're signed until like 2027. I got a tuna melt today. Anyway, I want to talk about the controversy from over the weekend because there was a, a lot of people upset or pretending they were upset over somebody in the media and some stuff that they were saying on screen and all that. And I got to say, I agree. Mark Sanchez was an absolute idiot during that Bengals game, trying to act like Joe Burrow was going to air it out on fourth down with like one second left in the half. Get that guy out of there. What a doofus. Mark Sanchez never recovered from the butt fumble. Let's be honest. No, he didn't. He he didn't. That was the end. The end. I, I do sincerely yeah. want to talk about the uh, press conference, the WWE press conference, though, and the right. fake, the fake outrage <laughs> associated with it. Um, not even that. Like, I mean, that was funny. That was great. I, I mean, of course, there were people that were like, "Oh my God, Jimmy or Jay, he's he was drinking. He's got a bunch of DUIs." Well, yeah, I, I would hope that in seeing this situation, WWE wasn't like, "Here you go. Here's the keys." Type of thing. He wrote on the Cody bus. Yeah, yeah like, get on Cody's bus. Get on Cody's bus. He'll drive you home. Yeah, but I mean, I saw everybody pretending to be upset over the Taylor Swift question, pretending to be disgusted, and all that stuff. I, I just want to make this very, very clear. You all don't care that much. You don't care. You don't give a shit. Especially considering I saw one person who was, you know, concern trolling and faux outraging when. They work for an outlet with like 40,000 subscribers or 40,000 followers. You could get access to all these too. Be the change that you want to see. So when you call it a circus and say, sucks. yes, they, they do suck. Absolutely. <laughs> they were upset that I asked Tony about uh, buying New Japan because how yeah. many inquiries did we get about that within a day? So, so much. An so insane much. number. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reflect our audience. Now, would I have ever asked a Taylor Swift question at a press conference? No, probably not. However, that reflects his audience. I can tell you that uh, depending on who your editor is, what your outlet is, what your particular goal is, you're going to ask any number of things. There was a a period where anytime I would get on those calls and somebody had been in a Royal Rumble, guess what? I was getting a quote for my Royal Rumble feature. Like that's just, that's what my assignment was. In January, we had just opened a TikTok so my goal was, okay, I want to ask things that we're going to reflect on uh, our TikTok platform, get some of those there. It's not a deposition. It's not an interrogation. It is a press conference that is put on by that company. It, it, like We're waterboarding people here for information. Uh, I, I saw some people say, well, why don't you always ask about Vince? This is where the why don't you fire Velveteen Dream <laughs> joke came from because When people were pretending to listen to those press conferences, they'd be like, well, why didn't you ask about Velveteen Dream? And I would say, I did. And then later on, I'd be like, I did that. And I also did it three months ago. And then they would follow up with, well, everybody on the call should refuse to ask anything else until then. Okay, let me know how their editor feels about that. However, you know, I've got this, this, (laughs) 
you know, these people that are pretending to be upset over this Taylor Swift question, spending way more time on it than was what was spent on the actual presser, pretending to be upset about it from a guy who used to interview puppets. He used to be a puppet. Yeah, he used he to be a puppet. Listen, a nice and guy. Like, but listen, why are we going to hold him to some journalistic standard when, when some of these same people are out here saying, I don't want to be a part of that circus, even though I write for multiple outlets and can be the change I want to see, and you're calling it a circus? Well, then hold it to circus standards, for the love of God. Also, Stephanie Chase said something that I think uh, also is, is very important. It's not always a joke, either. Wrestling isn't always a joke. There are sometimes some very serious things that need to be covered. I've had people say... Why didn't you ask Bianca about Vince? Wait, why did I not wait until Bianca Belair was on camera at the Boys and Girls Club of Southern Nevada and say, hey, you know this 78-year-old guy? He did some stuff with his dick, and I want you to talk about it. A food pantry? You want me to ask Titus O'Neil at a food pantry? Listen, I got that those contacts on my own time. We reported about that stuff dozens of times to the point to where some of the comments were, man, this is getting old. Well, tough shit. It's, it's what we got to cover. It's what we got to cover. Sometimes I draw the line at personal relationships, illnesses that uh, aren't a part, you know, aren't, aren't public knowledge. However, this f pretend bullshit where people are like, they're afraid of losing access. Listen, if anybody there is afraid of losing access, they probably desperately need that access because i can tell you one thing not only do we not make money doing press conferences we lose money hand over fist not traveling there just my time sitting there for an hour i lose sanity and peace of mind and everything listening to some of the dumb shit that gets asked but you know what it's their question i nobody cares when nxt's coming to chile nobody <laughs> cares they ain't coming Here's the spoiler. They ain't coming to Argentina anytime soon. Stop asking. Now, as far as the Taylor Swift thing, it's like, okay, well, biggest star in the world. Very clear you're trying to get some hits on your reels. WWE used it, et cetera, et cetera. But I do not believe that anybody is nearly, I don't believe they're even a little bit upset over it. Listen, I would have asked about CM Punk. Wish I would have. If I knew there was a press conference, probably would have went too. But that wasn't the case. But listen, y'all aren't mad about the Taylor Swift thing. Stop pretending that you are. Stop pretending that you actually give a shit about that stuff. Because if you did, it is not hard to attach yourself to an outlet, get on there and ask these questions. I've seen some of the people they let into those things. It is not that hard. I promise you. I'm asking everyone at press conferences about Taylor Swift from now on. Oh, brother. <laughs> you would expect that from me, Sean. But, yeah. But like, I know, no, one, I, I said no one's mentioned that he asked the question about Megan the Stallion. That's why he asked the question about Taylor Swift. He got he went viral with his Megan the Stallion question. Well, yeah, that's yeah, why. that's why. That's why he went with Taylor Swift. Like, it's like, why make a big deal over it? I, I mentioned it at the, the start of the show. After we talked to we talked to Rick Chino, uh, who was at the press conference and asked uh, about Edge and, and other topics. Um, I mentioned like I wouldn't have asked a Taylor Swift me, me, the person who will take any Taylor Swift 
article and make it into a headline that I can if it ties into wrestling. And I did for that because, look, I gotta, I do have a brand, but I would not have asked that at the press conference because it just felt like a, a waste of a question to me. But as Sean said, everybody's got a different audience. I think even if I if I did ask something like that, people would probably be like, oh yeah, Jeremy, sure. Of yeah. course he would ask something like that. I have a little bit more, I want different answers than a non-answer that I was going to get out of that uh, just for a headline type of thing that doesn't last at all. Uh, there's better questions to ask. But Sean told me a very long time ago, um, it was full gear 2019 when they, this was, this was the first press conference they, they did after television and stuff. And uh, it was the, the Jimmy Jacobs, uh, no, Jimmy Havoc, sorry, not Jimmy, J- Jimmy Havoc yeah. with the f- cell phone and everything. I was like, I can ask about this in the press conference, right? You're like, you can ask Tony Khan what he wipes his ass with. I don't care. Like ask yeah. whatever you want at this press conference. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Like, people are allowed to ask what they want. Yeah. We, right. we are never told Never told, don't ask about this. Yeah. The one instance where I was asked to not bring up something was immediately after Vince's retirement. I was told, uh, or I was asked, asked, not told, hey, maybe don't bring that up to these people on this day. And I said, okay, listen, I can ask almost anybody anything on my own time. That's the benefit that I have and the benefit that this outlet has. And people saying, well, why didn't you ask them on camera? Because there are a lot of those people who, quite frankly, have nothing to do with that. And they say, well, they take their money from him. Listen, one of the things that I was told by somebody who I think everybody would agree is a pretty good moral compass in wrestling was the money you get is probably going to be dirty coming from anywhere if you trace the source of it. Uh, They're not necessarily happy about that, but that's the unfortunate reality of it. Also, I have never seen anybody in wrestling kicked out for asking a tough question. I asked about Velveteen Dream seriously three times. John Alba asked about COVID policies. He criticized COVID policies. He told people outright they weren't being safe enough with COVID policies. Numerous people have asked about Vince. Every single call, there is a question to Tony Khan about the women's division and the time that it gets. And every single time, people are like, what, well, why isn't somebody going to ask about this? They have every single time. They have every single time. And guess what? They ain't been kicked off. It hasn't happened. Not saying it, it won't happen. But as of now, I haven't seen anything like that happening. And if it did, you better believe that I would be as upset as people are pretending to be over a puppet asking about Taylor Swift. Because... I, I don't play that shit. It's not it's not fair. It's not any of that. And it doesn't, it just hasn't happened in wrestling. Happens all the time in in MMA, which is, you know, one of the things I brought up to Tony Khan one time. And he was like, Dana White's a friend, but I don't run my business like that. I said, okay, cool. <sighs> you want to talk about the Bengals, Sean? I talked about them for 25 minutes on Common Bingles W, my YouTube page and uh, Twitter, but I was pretty happy with that. It looked good. It, things looked good yesterday. I was very happy about that. Now, do I think I they end up winning football. five games this year? Probably. They've got a terrible schedule, but we'll see. That's, How about your fantasy I team? I got you on the ropes right now. Do you? 0-4. Oh, 0-4. Oh, oh, got you on the ropes. I don't think you do. 
I got I got two players left, and I'm only down by what 15 points. So I'm good. Let's see. Who do you have? Uh, who do I have? Um, um, buddy. Okay, well, wait, Myers, it's... Myers, Watson. No, I have three players. You're left. playing somebody else. I have three players left. No, I'm not. Playing some... no what, I'm not. What league are we in? Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, yeah, I am. What are we doing here? SV3? I, 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 I thought I was playing him because I saw the record, but he has the same record as the person. No, I got a 97% chance of winning this week, and that is... <laughs> And funny enough, it's not really because both Adams and Jones are questionable. That's who I have left, and uh, all I need is them to pick up three points. So, very nice. Sean, is CM Punk going to be at Survivor Series? Excellent. <sighs> Probably like Enzo was. Roll if he's just like that would be awesome. Oh my god, he's wearing a disguise, he's wearing the mask that he wore for that independent show when he came in and did the GTS. He did two of that, yeah. So he did another one (laughs) where he was a druid and he just threw salt over his shoulder. Nice, that's all he did. He should come in his WrestleMania 22 outfit just so you see somebody with the big like top hat and stuff, you know. Well, thanks for letting me come on here and rant. Always. You're always welcome. You and your eggs, even though you don't have eggs today. Tuna and cheddar on toast. All right. Good. Very nice. Have a good day, buddy. There you go. Sean Rossap. He very fired up over the press conference. Do that. (laughs) Uh, Bless Sean. All right. FTR, they're leaving AW. <laughs> Yo, we've started this, this segment <laughs> at least twice now. <laughs> FTR is leaving AW. Did you hear about this? Did you? Did you I hear. This? I hear. I hear. Every time you lose a matchup, you might lose. You might leave the company. That's what. That's what I heard. I mean, I. I. I won't. I won't joke. Like I wasn't the guy who made the joke uh, that Warlow just randomly came back out of nowhere meaning he's probably leaving AEW next week. So I, I did make that joke, but I did not make the joke about FTR just because they made a trademark and all this stuff. I think that it was it it was a surprise move, and I was probably more surprised by that title change than Cody and Jay. I had a feeling that Cody and Jay had a chance because Damian Priest cashing in made sense for that show, but I did not have any inclination that Ricky Starks and Big Bill were going to win. But, uh, you know, we've had Rusty Observer, who's reporting that uh, Cash Wheeler may be injured. Um, If that is the case, I hope that he has a speedy recovery and hope while he's dealing with, you know, his injury and recovery, if if it is true, he deals with his out the ring stuff as well so maybe it's a convenient time for him to to leave out hopefully maybe we could still see dax on tv maybe in some singles competition i don't know but i i like the title change i I think that sometimes you need these surprise title changes and aew for a promotion that has been mostly built on their tag team division they've done really well with these mixed match tag teams whether it's better than you baby Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, Swerve in Our Glory, when they have these two guys that weren't naturally a team and they put them together, 
they kind of are able to shine. And of course, the biggest example of that is the acclaimed who we view as just always been a tag team. But no, AEW put them together and they were able to gain success. Hopefully we could see the same for Ricky Starks and Big Bill and that Ricky Starks is on the trajectory of a hangman Adam Page and a Kenny Omega, where this is the tag team title run to set up for the world title run. I'm glad that Starks and Big Bill won the titles. Yeah, very surprised if Cash is hurt. Hopefully he gets better soon, takes care of everything he needs to, to take care of. Dax might be better served just taking some time off. Um, he, no, he's he, banged up too, right? Yeah, he, he seems a little banged up. And I I don't know if he, he is, but he, like, he wrestles a lot. He wrestles a, a tough physical style and everything. There's nothing wrong with just taking a little time off off of that. Um, now it looks like we're going to get ricky and bill against the young bucks i don't know if i don't know if ricky and bill are transitional champions to go into a potential young bucks run since they won the the match at wrestle dream or if they're going to defeat ftr and young bucks back to back and then ricky starks and big bill are the greatest tag team of all time in my estimation <laughs> i mean um, it, it adds up it yeah adds up to me right so we, we shall see when they they go with that um i assume that match is going to happen at full gear but a pleasant surprise, Ricky Starks and Big Bill winning those belts. I think Ricky, the work he's done this year has been very, very strong. The guys he's worked with, he he's he's earned uh the this type of opportunity. You know, Bill, when he was teaming with Brian Cage, people were like, put the belts on these two dudes. Yeah. So now we're getting Big Bill with Ricky Starks. Be interesting to see where the tag division goes from here. I do like, by the way, I know people are very excited about ftr young bucks once again run it back i didn't care too much for the build of that i thought the heel face dynamic was was very off going into to that match the young bucks are just kind of better as as kind of dicks as heels um and and ftr like sometimes they can baby face but then they'll also lean into kind of being dicks and everything like there's a very even though the young bucks are better as um better his heels there's a very clear heel face divide with them and, and starks and bill and so i think that'll lead to a better overall program than the bucks and ftr which is largely just built around like hey you guys respect us if we don't respect you why didn't you shake our hand after the match type of thing and then they teamed for a couple shows and it became weird and awkward it's like and then they just went away from it it's like never mind we're not teaming anymore they just teamed all all out and then it was just like no that didn't work so we're not gonna do that anymore yeah but i i agree i was wanting to see uh young bucks versus ftr because i think that all of their matches have been fantastic including all in but i think that all in was their their probably their worst match even though that was great that was a great matchup and probably the second best of ftr's reign I I did like I I feel I agree with you. I did not like the build too much. So that hurt my enjoyment of the actual matchup, even though I love the matchup because I felt like it was a Young Bucks match that started at zero and made its way to 10 instead of starting at 10 and just staying on 10 the entire matchup, which seems to be the Young Young Bucks MO. So I felt like it escalated nicely. It told a good story. Loved it. I absolutely feel like the uh, BTE trigger on Cash Wheeler is one of the best near falls of the entire year because that sold me up a river. I thought the Bucks had won. So I, I think that's one of the best near falls of the year. So I was really looking forward to them actually 
having a build to go into full gear and maybe have an alignment a little bit better than what we had at all in. But I agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, we've seen Ricky Starks in tag team matches in the past with the young bucks back at fighter fest last year uh, with the swerve on our glory versus team Taz versus young bucks matchup, which was one of the best dynamite matchups last year. Uh, I agree. Also agree that Big Bill and Brian Cage. I love that as a duo. I loved Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs as a duo. You put them together. It's been it's been a good time so far. It's worked for some reason. And it seems like Big Bill, you just put him with anybody in AEW. It's worked. It's just like, I don't know what's happened, but Big Bill, he finished the story, ladies and gentlemen, because back in 2015, eight years ago at TakeOver London. He sold a big a bill of goods to 5,000 people in London who were convinced Enzo and More and Big Cass were going to beat the revival for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And then eight years later, he beat the revival for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Finish the story. Cody's going to also take eight years. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, Wes Elbow says, Did Sean and Diesel ever win the tag titles? Ricky and Bill remind me of them. Not only did they win the tag titles on two separate occasions, yes. they never lost the tag titles. Never. They they literally <laughs> their first reign ends because Sean accidentally super kicked Diesel at Survivor yeah. Series 1994. So Diesel was like, I don't need this. I'm going to Master of Garden to beat Bob Backlund in eight seconds. Uh, and then their second reign was in the infamous all titles on the line matchup at uh in your house i forget the name but it was september like winner take all or something i don't think it was that i don't remember that being an in your hold house on, but it was on. i triple know it's header. A, yes triple header. september 1995 triple header uh where they were supposed to face yokozuna and owen hart the wwf tag team champions but owen was hurt or didn't show up so bulldog replaced them only for owen to show up at the end get powerbombed, and they lose the tag team titles only for WWF to say, nah, that didn't happen. Clarice Mason just had the decision reversed. That ruled. That's like legitimately, that's one of my early memories of, of watching wrestling. Same. Everything. Same. I, I remember having that VHS. Yeah. Having the triple header VHS is one of my earliest memories. Yeah. Owen was out of the match, came in, got powerbombed lost the match and then like well you didn't pin a legal guy in the match you can't win the titles this way and sean and diesel sean's the intercontinental champion diesel's the world champion they're like yeah sure whatever take these titles back so yes two-time wwf tag team champion sean michaels and diesel never lost undefeated belts. tag team yeah. champions <laughs> oh they so two so dudes with attitude get it right yeah. don't call them sean and diesel two dudes a, with attitude the the best that they're just like yeah we want them never lost them just here sure take them whatever amazing amazing sean michaels and diesel the the amount of times especially sean he just won titles and like never actually lost the belt him, oh, and, the him, and, him and him and austin him and austin yeah another one yeah he just got replaced by dude love basically sean's the absolute best at just like winning the belts and just not having a job back to to drop them technically him and john cena him and john cena never lost the tag team titles they lost it in a battle royal they were never pinned or submitted for the tag team titles (laughs) 
Uh, bless Shawn Michaels. Um, Kaden says, would you, would you want to wrestle Taylor Swift on in the weeds? She can come on and we can interview her. I don't know if a wrestling match is going to be any good, but love to have her on the interviewer. That'd be great. Kidding me. Really respect that. Really appreciate that. Um, viewership would be killer. You know? Yeah. Uh, NXT and AEW tomorrow night. Joel put on here the Raw preview. Like, who cares about Raw? They're, they're, Tegan Knox and Becky Lynch is on the show, and then there's other other stuff. Who cares? Uh, everybody, it's the it's the final in the weeds before the big Tuesday night war. AEW, NXT. What did Chino call it? NXT WrestleMania? That's a good name. Yeah, it. yeah, that's uh, good. And Dynamite, one of the best lineups ever. Uh, one of the best cards they've ever put together. What are your what are your I, final I, I, predictions? We only have here? two matches announced for NXT. It's like NXT, NXT is like it's like the it's is it like no, it's the, three, it's three. They got three matches. Oh yeah, they announced the pub rules yesterday. Yeah, pub but rules they match, literally yeah. had two matches announced, and people were acting like, oh my god, NXT's lineup. I don't know, I don't know. Just because of the names. Oh, the names, yeah. They got Cody, they got they're teasing Undertaker, he's gonna be there. Asuka, Cena cares about the matches they're just bringing in the people they're bringing in yeah. the stars bringing in the stars that's gonna draw i i firmly believe nxt is gonna win the ratings for sure i don't care who wins the ratings i don't people are so caught up in that that's gonna be what all everybody talks about yeah is who wins the ratings and everything it's a one night thing like who cares aw's on a different night and they're coming to Tuesday. So one, you just got to deal with the day change at all. Yes, NXT is loading it up, which they should. I think that's great. I, I, yeah. I respect that. That they're We're the do winners. This. We're the winners. Yeah, AEW is hopefully going to load it up. Good. I like that too. Like, good. Put on the best show possible. And hopefully wrestling fans win. That's the tweet that I'm going to make after it. 1.5 million people watched wrestling, wrestling. on Tuesday night. Wrestling, wrestling fans win. win. Yay. <laughs> and you know what would be the in the perfect world? What they would do is NXT wins in the total viewership. And like last week, AEW wins in the demo. I think that's in the perfect happening. in a perfect world, they just tie. Just well, that would be tie. awesome. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be Tony. Tony would celebrate that like a win. He should. I mean, look, AEW is clearly loading up the show. I don't know if this is going to be their original plan, but they are putting together big matches. They're giving you Copeland's first match in AEW. Ryan Daniel they're, they're giving... versus Swerve Strickland, which I'm like yeah. confused on how you're going to book yourself out of that. Danielson wins. That's how you book yourself out of it. I don't um, think Swerve should be taking a loss this fast. I, I agree with you, but what do you do? This, this is what they're booking. So, but da yeah, Danielson and Swerve, Hangman and Jay White. Like, I don't think any of these matches would be taking place if it was just a regular Wednesday dynamite. But they're, Tony's loading it up. I still, there's going to be some type of MJF segment to be announced, match. To be yeah. announced. I don't know about match. They got so many matches on the show already. Uh, but or definitely MJF on commentary for Jay White and Hangman. Yeah, I didn't tune in. That's what that's what commentary. they would do. That's what they would. That's what they would do, bro. That's what yeah. I'm <laughs> um. Oh yeah, they're loading it up. That's fine. 
Yeah, and NXT. I think, I think that I think that AEW would have done the Copeland debut, but not the Daddy Olson Swerve and Hangman uh, Jay White because I feel like they they gave us first time ever Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley last year for their title Tuesday. Yeah, and you know they're doing um, they're doing NXT when it comes to like they're clearly loading it up. You ain't seeing. John Cena ain't coming to the performance center on a regular Tuesday. He's coming because they're going to say, but great, good. They should do this. It's a tough position for AEW. I think as long as AEW, like if they win the night, they, they earned it. They got the bragging rights on that because NXT is throwing everything at the wall. And if NXT wins the night, okay, this is what they had to do to win the night fine they're not going head to head again until maybe this time again next year because it happened last year as yeah. well so who cares just enjoy the shows exactly the shows. that's that's the benefit of all of this it's gonna have something for everybody on both shows if you like big stars you're gonna watch nxt and see john cena be a manager paul Heyman be a manager and carmelo hayes and braun breaker have a pretty good a uh, really good matchup because every match they've had they've had two so far was better than the last the second one was better than the last one i feel like this one will be better than that Asuka and Roxanne Perez might be like a match of the week contender because those are two of the best women's wrestlers in the world. You got Cody coming out to make a major announcement. It's just a Dusty Rose tag team classic, but a major announcement nonetheless. Uh, And you got The Undertaker because, yeah, he was supposed to retire years ago. Why is he still here? Why won't he? Why does he want to keep being The Undertaker when he could be under Michelle McCool? Why does he keep showing up here? Not going there. Caden says, I just want Romeo to be wrong. What's Romeo predicting? I think I think he's predicting NXT is gonna win, which is kind of the popular thing. Like it's not it's not like Romeo is like coming up with this with this unique opinion. He, I think I think he's a tie. I, think I want a tie. That's what I want. Tie in the overall viewership, tie in the demo as well just a tie hope the nhl wins the night that would be great (laughs) and preseason nba should win the night preseason nba preseason nba i am here for it but yeah i'm looking forward to the aew lineup i have to watch aew on my big screen because i'm going to be working yes they got me working on a tuesday night unfortunately uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be watching AEW on my TV. Gonna have NXT on the laptop. But I'm really looking forward to Swerve versus Brian Danielson. I think the best result though is a time limit draw and do a three way matchup on Collision. I'm fine with that. Look, Collision's in Toledo on Saturday. Strongly debating on going to this show. There's other factors at play, as there always is in my life. Got kids. There's always other factors when you got kids. You know how it is. SP3. Um, if Danielson wins and I get Danielson and Christian Cage on Saturday, I'll be in Toledo. So you want to sell collision tickets, Tony Khan? You want to sell two tickets? Maybe multiple tickets. Maybe we'll we'll bring the kids with us. You don't know how many kids I got. I got yep. twelve of them motherfuckers just running around. I got all damn football team out here. All right, we'll bring a whole football team to collision. You want to sell tickets to collision? Have Danielson win. 
Although I do want to see Swerve and Christian. That'd be cool too. Yeah, either or would be cool, but I just feel like the stronger matchup would be a triple threat. And I also feel like, honestly, there's no one that kind of jumps off the page to face Danielson at full gear. So I wouldn't mind this being the start of the feud. And then we have a real matchup between the two at full gear in LA. I think that because it's a one-off, I think it becomes easier to do a swerve victory. Because I, I said it on the show the other day of like a heel heel dynamic between Christian and Swerve is not what I want to see. Because both of these men strongly lean into the heel stuff. They don't play that like middle ground of like, yeah, cheer me. Uh, not Swerve, like it's Swerve is a little bit because Swerve does the who's house. That's as and that's basically getting the response from the fans. And Nana gets cheered for the dance, but even Swerve yeah. shuts that down. He does yeah. the the cheap heat with the take a shot at the football team or the local crowd type of thing. I don't think Swerve like truly wants to be cheered. The Who's House is just it's there, but Swerve wants to be full on like heel, yeah, type thing. And Christian like Christian's got no redeeming qualities anyway. Um, so I I don't know about a heel heel dynamic there, but because it's a one off, it's a little bit easier to get away with. If it was going to be a prolonged thing, I think it's way more easier to sell Danielson winning the match because a Brian Danielson Christian Cage feud sounds awesome. Um, yeah, but you you want to sell collision tickets, Tony? Have Danielson win. Give me a Brian Danielson match on Saturday. If you don't give me a Danielson match, I ain't going on the show. Okay. I need a Brian Daniels. I love how you said it. Like I'm threatening you right now. I ain't going to the show. I'm not going. I ain't, I ain't going. If if Brian Danielson is not in this match in any capacity, I ain't going to the show. Last time he gave me Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher. You know how disappointed I was. Why you don't like Timothy Thatcher? Of all the matches Danielson had in that run up to the MJF match, that was the worst one. No, it wasn't. Yes, no, it, it wasn't. Was. Brian Cage Ooh. was. Brian Cage match was at least like short. That, that Timothy match. I love. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was. It was. Second, it was the second worst, but I enjoyed it. I got Moxley, Hangman, and Darby and Joe on that show, so like I couldn't complain overall. But all the Brian Danielson matches to give me Timothy Thatcher. That was a good technical wrestling matchup. Stop, mm. stop, fam, stop, fam, hating, fam, hating on the Thatch. I need a Danielson match on Saturday. If you're going to, you give me Danielson Christian, you strap up Danielson. You put the belts on the man who should have all the belts. I'm there, Tony. I'm there every time you come to Ohio. Otherwise. You cannot dethrone the patriarch. You cannot dethrone the, what will all his kids feel? How will Nick Wayne feel if his patriarch loses the TNT championship? We need Christian to hold the title. So long enough so he could be another press conference where I could ask him for father advice. I have three-year-olds, Christian. I need your advice. Your father of the year. And then I ask him to adopt me. He's going to tell you, well, you'll be dead one day. So <laughs> They'll be fine. I'll take care of them. <laughs> Christian's going to live forever. Yeah. Greatest. The greatest. Uh, the the greatest. Will. The greatest character in wrestling today, even though to Timeless Tony Storm is is nipping at his heels. And timeless Tony Storm is nipping at some ass. <laughs> Diamante, yo, Diamante had like five tweets. <laughs> like she was not happy. Nah, she's, she's defending. AW, I, I tweeted it. AW is ass eating wrestling right now, baby. Got my guys. 
Jack Jameson, Bronson, and Boulder. Oh, Iron Savages, love them. Love them. We're flexing and juicy. eating ass, baby. Flexing juicy. <laughs> Sipping the savage sauce. Those are my dudes right there. I hope they, taking, they should win. Can't the be taking titles. taking drugs in the middle of a match. What are we doing? The savage sauce? What are they drugs? It's drugs. No, you don't know drugs. what's in the savage sauce. It's not I drugs. Do. Drugs. No. Drugs. Don't don't make me bring Jack Jameson on here to beat you up, SB3. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a real journalist. I'm gonna accuse him of taking PEDs. Wow, during don't wrestling do that. Magic. You're, 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 it's, what is, what is that? That gets you all jacked up. The savage sauce. Don't worry about what's in it. Oh my god. Don't worry about what's what in it. Do it. What are we doing? Just sip it. Just sip it. You don't chug it. You just sip on it. Don't worry about what's in it. SB3. Sipping on some scissors. Sip, sip, sipping sip on some. You sip the savage sauce, and then you eat the ass. <laughs> you no, you put the savage sauce on the ass, and you eat it. You eat it all at once. You gotta have the sauce on it. it could work. I could work. <laughs> the fact that you got me talking about ass eating on a on a Monday. I yeah, usually we reserve that for Tuesday. <laughs> For 90 seconds of 90 days. Can't wait for tomorrow. I got Milf go Manor. To- Milf Manor. When they were talking about the ass eating, I went crazy with the ass eating talk. Tribal cheeks. Manor. Tribal cheeks. Tribal though. cheeks. That was, I'm, still, I'm still on that. That's the best Tribal comment we've ever gotten during one of our shows. Look, we need more ass eating in wrestling. Are you kidding me? Wrestling would be better off with that everybody would be better off what everybody is online do you start from the bottom and work your way up or do you start from the top and work your way down or do you start in the middle like i'm, I'm like i'm like then... i'm like i'm like my guys the iron savages you, you just go face first and... <laughs> we just we just take the cheeks yeah. them, spread them a little bit and just <laughs> that's how we roll with it no one's gonna be disappointed by by a good ass eating. This is true. Yeah. I don't know from personal experience, but I'm sure this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the chat if you've ever been disappointed by an ass eating. <laughs> down in the comments down below. Tell us tell us the star rating for your lowest ass eating experience. <laughs> More people. How long was your five star rated ass eating? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I'm going to wrap this show up. All right. So, <laughs> Raw, Raw is allegedly tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, what do we got on this show? We got Becky Lynch and Tegan Knox. I assume Becky wins. You know, I don't know if yeah. they're putting this belt on Tegan here. Why did they give Tegan Knox like a makeover? I don't know. Why, yeah. why not? I don't know. She looked completely different. It was just weird. That's, what, uh, that's all. Did she? Yeah, they gave her, like, they straightened her hair. They gave her, like, all new contacts. She has, like, new yeah. makeup and stuff. When she showed up on NXT, I was like, who that? Is someone new? I, I assume she'll look the, the way she typically looks 
tonight. It was it was the the glam appearance for the first row for sitting front row NXT. That's all. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was just it was just just throw me off. I think that this is gonna be a huge opportunity for her, and we'll probably get her best matchup on the main roster so far. Like I don't. I'll be honest. What's in competition? For yeah, I thought, I thought I was, I was, that's what I was <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't remember a lot of <laughs> main roster singles matches, but uh, I think this will definitely be the best one. Probably the best one she's had in WWE, period. Even like the Dakota Kai series of matches back in her NXT days. So I'm looking, looking forward to the matchup itself. Uh, I mean, there's no mystery on who's going to win because they already they keep doing this with Becky's reign. They keep setting up her next challenger before she even faces the challenger that she has in front of her. So you're just making us be like, okay, Becky's going to win. That's basically that's basically what they keep doing. They did that with Tiffany by setting up Tegan. And now they've done that with Lyra Valkyria after setting up Tegan. Becky's going to win. She's going to get on the mic and she's like. I'll see you tomorrow on NXT. And she's going to toss the mic down. And everybody's like, oh, Becky's going to be on the show. The NXT Women's Champion is going to be on the NXT show. Can't believe this. Like, oh, my God. Mind blowing. The hey, AEW- look, that's a big deal. You don't see these ROH champions on say, ROH. Like, you'll never see MJF on ROH TV. <laughs> AEW's in the mud. <laughs> uh, Becky, yeah. Becky will win. We got Naya and Raquel Rodriguez. Good luck. Good luck to these women. That would be a match. Yeah. <laughs> that will be a match. A match that uh, happens in a ring. <laughs> and then we got uh, Viking Rules, Kofi and, and Ivar. That'll be good. They worked really hard last time and had a very good match. And I expect now with the, the gimmicks and everything, they'll have a good match. So I am looking forward to that match. They had a banger on Raw a couple of weeks back. I think I gave it four stars, so great match. Um, This matchup, WWE always tends to add plunder to matches, and it makes it better. Seth and Nakamura had a very dull matchup at Payback. Had a very exciting matchup at Fastlane. What was the difference? Added some weapons, so that's what we're doing here. They making a great matchup, probably even better with the weapons involved. I hope they have like the Viking ore and everything like they did last time. Those They're going to have the ship, the ship and stuff. And then we have the fallout from fast lane where stuff will happen, but not. Do you think we get a cash in tonight? I saw some people talking about that on social media. I, I thought about it. Like as we were doing the show today, I kind of thought that maybe they would do it. Like maybe, <sighs> But I don't think they will. I don't think they will, but it wouldn't shock me if they do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's I, how I, I felt about Cody and Jay winning the tag team titles. I don't think I didn't think they would, but it wouldn't sh- it didn't shock me when they did. So Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they will, but we shall see. We shall see. Um DJ Duke asking where does Kyrie Sane go? Oh, which brand? Uh Smackdown. I feel SmackDown. Yeah, I think SmackDown uh, would be my guess as well. All right, I think I think she could be a key player in this whole damage control thing, where you can have her be like the the voice of re- the angel on IEO's shoulder to be like, you don't really need Bailey and Dakota. You should probably just be on your own. 
I mean, Dakota's got to get healthy first. She's not going to be cleared until early 2024. No, but I'm just saying you don't need to right. be in damage control. You should be on your own. I've seen you be successful here. I've seen you be successful back there. She could kind of be the person that brings her to the good side. And then Kyrie can be like, you ever heard of Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't need a group. She's extremely successful on her own. She wasn't in a band. She ain't like Harry Styles who was in a band and then left to be successful. She immediately success on her, on her own. own. On you her. should be more like Taylor Swift. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone should just do a Taylor Swift gimmick at this point. Just, just sign Becca, sign Becca and just have her be the Taylor Swift of WWE. She That's should. what I'm advocating. And then have a football player uh, character where she goes out with him. And they just chase you. You just date somebody. Yeah. Oh, you. perfect. Duke Hudson. Yeah. Her and Duke Hudson. Bingo. All right. You're welcome, WWE. You're welcome. Yeah. We got we got Becca a job and we booked an angle for you. Look at us. This, this is what we do here on In the Weeds. I'm glad to be here. And I'm probably gonna take a nap now because I've been up watching New Japan. You're gonna talk about New Japan. Stuff happened on that show. Yeah, it was a it was a, a really good show. Um, I really enjoyed the the IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Championship three way matchup with Hiromu Takahashi, Yo, and Speedball Mike Bailey was fantastic. I would say definitely go out of your way to watch that. We got two big title changes with uh, Gorillas of Destiny getting some gold as El Fantasmo and Hikaleu won the uh, strong openweight tag team championships. And Tamatanga that this was the surprise result of this show. Tomatonga regaining the never open weight championship from David Finley. So I don't know. Um, I thought I thought David Finley was gonna hold on to this title for a while because this was a part of his push as bullet club leader, but I guess New Japan's like, damn it, New Japan AEW just, has the better bullet club leader. <laughs> New Japan just switches these titles all the time. It always pops me when like I do these title change articles and everything. And I always write like they've held the title for this many days and had this many defenses. New Japan strong open weight. Cha- they've been the champion since like July and got like no title. No, defense. no defenses. Like, and they lost their first title defense. Like you've held these belts for, for three months three now months. and didn't defend them once. What are we doing? <laughs> they had the G one. They had the G one. So I, and then uh, David Finley, he's held that title since like for five months and defended it like this was his second title defense. I'm gonna complain that about is, title defenses. That is a little crazy though. That is a little because uh, yeah, he defended against uh, El Fantasmo. I yeah. thought he was gonna win here and then probably versus the winner of Ishii versus Shingo because he has such great matches with them uh, at Royal Quest, which is also on Saturday. That's like the only really big wrestling show that we got this weekend is Royal Quest that has that Will Ospreay racer. MLW has a show. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, ZSJ versus uh, Will Osprey in the main event for for Royal Quest. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I don't know. I'll check out MLW. I've been hearing good things about MLW. MLW Racer from SP3. It was Kyrie's last match on Stardom today. Yes. Um, SP3. Let heard, everybody heard know that where. that show was really great as well. SP3. Let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. That is T R U No E. 
Uh, you could also find me on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We just posted up our interview with Matt Cardona from StarCast, uh, where we talked about his relationship, his partnership with Steph Delander, all the videos they've been making, what promotion he's going to take over next. We also got my interview with Josh Alexander ahead of Bound for Glory, where we talk about his huge matchup with Alex Shelley. And I think I gave Impact the idea to do Alex to do Alexander versus Osprey because I said it in the interview. They literally hit me up before I dropped the interview because I was it was like a few days before I dropped the interview. They was like, are you dropping the interview today? And I was like, no. They was like, oh, okay. And then hours later, they announced Osprey versus Alexander. So I think they were asking me if I dropped the interview so it could be like, okay, this is where it came from. And then we're announcing the, the, the matchup. But I give I get the credit, Scott Gamora, not you. Check out that interview right now. And also, uh, a little a little announcement here. I just got a new role. Shout out to Cassidy Haynes. I am now the media manager for Bodyslam.net. So we're gonna be doing a lot of new improvements and uh, launching that YouTube channel, relaunching it pretty soon. So thank you to Cassidy Haynes. Thank you to Bodyslam.net. Who is Cassidy Haynes, everybody? Um the blunt yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a nightly occurrence that's yeah that's that's nightly daily hourly that's yeah um sv3 appreciate it as always congrats on the the new gig I always like when when my pals get new opportunities and it's sad you gotta work with cast but you know what can you do um he'll let you do what he wants or whatever you want that's that's the good thing about working cast so yeah sure wherever you went to oh. good luck to good luck buddy uh shout out to cash shout out to sp3 as always filling in thank you again to uh filling in i i've said this to you off air dms and stuff but appreciate you filling in on spotlight last week because i was driving uh to north carolina to spend my mother's birthday with her so everyone go watch the spotlight from last week we'll have a new episode of spotlight this week we'll be back on wednesday um joel will unfortunately be back i have to rehire him mandatory rehiring process sad but what can you do joel will be back we are scheduled to be joined by mlw guests this week that's why you can gotta be nice it's about mlw sv3 that's it we're gonna check it out alec kane is is really good i love jacob fought too i like a lot of mlw actually don't ruin our joking. guest spots. I was, I was just joking. They do all my <laughs> all my drops. All my drops are true LE. If you go to true LE right now, you'll see like 80% of our drops is from MLW. I like MLW. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday. We will talk all the fallouts in AEW and NXT. That should be fun. Something. That should be something. Uh, we'll be back on Friday as well. Let's see what else on the channel. Tag Talk is Thursday this week. Um, Haley is under the weather. Everyone say nice things to her on the social media. So Tag Talk is going to be Thursday this week. Otherwise, usual stuff on this channel. I think there's going to be a new episode of New Japan Bread Club this week. There's coexisting with Rob and Maggie uh, on Friday. There's this show. And if you want more of myself and SP3 and ass eating, because uh, um, that's where all this originates from, FMC tomorrow on Tribal Cheeks. Right Tribal here. cheeks. Let's go. FMC, oh. we talk all the trash in reality television. We talk basketball. Basketball season starts soon. We'll be doing our season preview probably the next couple of weeks. Talk a little hockey maybe tomorrow. Hockey season starts tomorrow. So lots to talk about on FMC. No wrestling talk on that show. So if you enjoy this wrestling talk, don't watch tomorrow because we won't talk about any wrestling. If you just enjoy the, the chemistry that SP3 
and I have, where we really yell at each other on that show. Uh, and you can check that out when we'll talk basketball. All right, everybody. Thank you all for the support, the love. Um, leave a thumbs up on the video. Can we get the thumbs to work? Can the thumbs work? Come on. Work. It's not working. No. No, it's not working. What about the, can we get the balloons to work? Oh, no. Just, what has happened? Everybody, our, our bits have been ruined. What the There's the balloons. There we go. The balloons worked. Try the thumbs again. Leave a thumbs up on the video. There we go. All right. Why don't thumbs it only up work on the video. for you? Okay. Subscribe. Yes, yes. It is a, a Mac gimmick. Uh, it, it's my computer, not StreamYard. Um, yeah, we discovered this last week, so now I abuse it sometimes. Um, leave a thumbs up on the video. Appreciate all the super chats, all the support. Subscribe to the channel if you've not done that already. We'll be back on Wednesday in the weeds. Take care, everybody.